What up artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity and you know maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. All right, so welcome to Art Pays Me. We have Lexicon on today. So Lexicon. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let the people know what you do. Oh, my name is Lexicon. I'm a dancehall hip hop artist here based in Toronto. You know, dropping music and music videos is what I do. So you're from Jamaica. And I understand you spent some time in Birmingham, England. Brooklyn, New York. And, uh, you know, what made you end up settling in Toronto? Um, so we basically left Jamaica when I was a baby. And we went to uh, to England because uh, they had like a teacher's work visa. Um, and there was like a lot of opportunity there for my mom. So we ended up going there. And then after that, we kind of made a switch to New York. And after New York, um, my mom had a friend here in Toronto. And so we went to come up and visit. And ever since we started visiting, I fell in love with Toronto. Um, the streets were clean. We didn't have that in New York. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was just a different atmosphere. It was like really nice. And like, I just wouldn't stop talking about Toronto ever since we did that one trip and then eventually convinced everyone to come over here. And it's been here since. Yo, that's crazy. Uh, I, I, um, I really like Toronto actually and uh, I instantly, whenever I visit, I feel, even though I never lived there, I kind of feel almost at home because there's so many like Caribbean island folks and black folks and people of all different cultures and, and whatever. It, it's a, it's a very interesting city actually. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really, it's really diverse. And there's a lot of Caribbean people everywhere. I find Jamaicans all the time, even when I'm not trying. <laughs> cool. And so did you, when I listen to your music, right, I hear a lot of different styles. I don't know if this is just like a thing of the internet generation where you're exposed to so much, or like, would you say the fact you spent some some time in all these different places, like helped in, encourage that? Because I hear some UK grime in your music. I hear like dance hall, I hear conscious reggae, I hear hip hop, what's, what's up with that? <laughs> uh, well, I would say it's definitely both. Um, growing up in all those different places, I was exposed to like different sounds. And also just like you said, because of the internet, I like to check out stuff. I especially love music from the UK personally. Um, I feel like it's very underrated, but I love stuff from the UK. Um, I also like listen to a lot of hip hop. Uh, but I also love dancehall, which is what I listen to like every day. Um, so it's it's really just a combination of everything that I love to listen to and like just what I've been exposed to just kind of like melts into the music somehow comes out together. I mean, I, I'll hear the track and I really just go with whatever I feel like going with for that time. And sometimes it comes out like this, sometimes it comes out like that. And it's just like, yo, we'll see what I feel like today. So with your process, it's like completely based on, say you work with a producer, producer sends you the music and you just kind of go from there and, and figure it out? 
yeah so it's either uh they ha- i tell them what kind of like direction i'm going in i'm like give them some examples tell them the feel the vibe then they come up with some stuff they'll send it to me and then i just come up with everything else from there or i'll be like I kind of want it to be this tempo I want it to be like with these instruments in it I want this and then they'll send that to me because I already have an idea what I want it to be so between those two but it's mostly I give them an idea they they create it and then I just do everything else from there dope dope like that's the whole musical process is always amazing to me because like music is such a big part of like my inspiration as an artist uh but I never actually other than taking piano lessons, I never actually made music myself, but like, I'm always curious what uh, sparks the ideas for you, especially especially from like a writing perspective and things like that. So it just comes from like a diff, different couple. So either it's whether, whatever, whatever I'm feeling in that moment right then and there, or yeah. it's whatever I feel listening to that instrumental that they came up with or it's an idea that I had when I was on the bus that I wrote down at some point, or some combination of the three. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so what, what were you like as a child in terms of like your creative interests and all that kind of stuff? So when I was younger, I mostly, so I didn't actually like create any, I didn't have any like classes. I didn't do any of those music stuff. Um, the most closest thing I had to music was like singing in church. So that's where it got like a lot of like the singing from. Um, and after that in like high school is mostly in like a lot of theater classes. So it was doing uh, musicals. So that's uh, coming up with like memorizing the script, learning the notes, um, doing the classes, as well as doing the actual performance on the night of. And yeah, that was, that was that's it. <laughs> mm. Okay. So at what point were you like, yo, I'm gonna be an artist? like releasing music, selling music, that kind of thing? That happened in like 2017. And I really only like realized you could create music in like 2016. Um, So all that time beforehand, like I was just really obsessed with listening to music, but like I didn't know like people sat down and wrote this or created it or played it. Like I was completely oblivious. I didn't understand anything about it. And then I went to a workshop while I was at Ryerson. It was a songwriting workshop. And I went to that and they basically kind of broke down like the songwriting process and like my mind was blown. And I was like, so this is songwriting. Like me making up those stuff in the shower were actually me songwriting. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't realize that's what I was doing. And then I just kind of just was obsessed from there. I started reading a whole bunch of songwriting books. I just started writing, 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 practicing uh, with stuff on YouTube um, just to like, practice because I was just in love with it and I would do that like every day and then eventually found like a local boys and girls club studio that I could practice in where I recorded for like the first time to hear my voice which I didn't like um but it just (laughs) to get that kind of practice in and then after like doing like the writing for like a year I was like but like yeah I want to be a songwriter but then like how do you get your stuff to artists and stuff when nobody knows who you are so I'm like at this point I'm just gonna have to be an artist and then when I figure out what kind of artist I wanted to be, so that took some time. And then after that, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna start releasing music. Did my first project in 2017, a little EP, um, which going back and listening to is really weird, but that's yeah, that's when it all started for me. You know what? I, 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 I gotta give you some props. That's actually good because 
if you don't go back and listen to it, be like, damn, <laughs> 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 you need to grow, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it's not even terrible, but like it's just like, is that what I is that what I felt like at the time? <laughs> mm. It's real, it's real, it's all good. Everybody does it. And you know, I, I go back and look at some of my stuff from even last year sometime, two years ago. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Like so it's it's all good. And you were at Ryerson, what were you actually studying there? So I started in uh, psychology because I because I took one course in high school and I thought that's what I wanted to do, <laughs> and I did not enjoy that. So I ended up switching to criminology, and I finished. Yeah, I'm finished my degree in criminology. Wow, crazy! And you were involved in like a ton of organizations, right? Oh yeah, that was the best part about going to school. There was all the extracurricular stuff that I could be involved with. Got to do like there's like the urban the urban union, which had like different like dance teams and like uh, classes. There's like the black students union. There's the Caribbean music, Caribbean association. There's also musicians of Ryerson. Ended up starting my own group for like songwriters. Ended up getting like funding from the, uh, the student union so that we could like do an album, which was the first time like I was like coordinating an album of like all these 14 different artists. I'm trying to get them the track, organizing their studio time trying to put that together. So that was also an experience because I never did that before. Um, and yeah, just being a part of as much things as I could. Do you find that like that experience of, of basically organizing and creating all of these infrastructures and participating in it, it's helped you now that you're like pursuing music seriously? Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, it made, it, well, it made me have to be organized. And like, that's the key and part of like, uh, being taking it seriously now because you have to plan everything you can't just can't just drop things or can't just create whatever you want or just hope things happen you have to plan be organized and uh go out there and make it happen mm. got you got you and you you um you founded an organization called afrowave what's, what's that yes. about so i started that in september of last year i was thinking about it for a while uh only because like since i've been performing um a lot of the shows are either like hip-hop shows or r&b shows or uh open mics and i don't feel like there was there's like different showcases for those other urban genres but there's never any really for anything related to dancehall or any afrobeats or any anything outside of r&b and hip-hop pretty much mm -hmm. so i was just like am i either gonna keep complaining about it or i'm gonna have to do something so i was like i'll just kind of try and start one and see what happens so I just kind of started Afrowave uh, TO for uh, for dancehall, Afrobeats, reggaeton, soca, and reggae artists in the city to just have a, a platform to come out and perform and to gain a new audience and just to share their work. Yeah. Mm, got you. Got you. So another thing I, I learned about you is you have Crohn's disease. Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. So you've been an advocate about like sharing that and, and uh, helping people understand what that is and and how to cope with it and stuff like that. How how have you found that experience? Um, it was, I mean, it was a lot, especially because when it did happen, I didn't know anything about it. I just knew I was in like all these different kinds of pain and not knowing what's going on. And then they had to do all these different tests and then they finally figured out, I was like, what is this? And then and then reading what it is and then having to actually go through it is also two different things. Um, 
it's it's been interesting to say the least. I could say that it was a lot of like different different medications, different side effects, different lots and lots of different drugs that do lots of different things that are not really helpful. But eventually, you know, found the right one that works for me. So right now I'm all good. I have to like go back. What is it? I get treatment every two weeks now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So with that, you have to watch your diet very closely. What I understand? It, de- it depends. Like, so the, uh, so I, I definitely can't have anything with dairy. Um, and I also have to, like, it depends. There's certain things that'll trigger it, but like, there's no like specific hard and fast rule for every individual. So I kind of just have to pay attention to what I eat. And mm-hmm. then if whatever happens, I have to like realize what I did eat and keep track of it and make sure to stay away from that. Um, yeah. I'm also like, I mean, technically, not supposed to like have anything fried. I'm not supposed to, there's like a whole long list of everything I'm not supposed to have. And I'm just like, so I'm not going to eat any food, but <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, we'll see about that. So, uh, yeah, it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. It's it's in progress. Just, so it's like, you're constantly trying to figure out what your body would tolerate and what it won't sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And the song Lonely from your latest project, is that, Taught, that sort of goes into a little bit of that or is it inspired by that a bit yeah it was definitely inspired by that because that was the most like depressing time being stuck in the hospital and for like uh who was I was there, I was there for like two or three weeks just to like start the first round of medication that they had me on after I got like because they had to do so basically went into the emergency room and they're like oh no you're you're fine and I wasn't and they had to do had to take out my uh, appendix because I have appendicitis, and then they took that out. And then after that, I was still in pain afterwards. And then I got rushed there again. And then it was like, oh no, you kind of like figured out that this is what's going on. So like during that whole time of not knowing what's going on and being stuck in the hospital bed, literally mm-hmm. having to like just sit there, and it was not fun. It was not fun. It was depressing. It was not good. Mm. Yeah, I really actually connected with that song a lot too. Um, I didn't, I didn't even pick up that part of it. It was just like, whoa. Uh, another thing, like, so let's, let's talk about your latest project now that we, I kind of segued into that. Um, what, what was your intention behind that? Like, is there a sort of a, a through lines in, in terms of story that you were trying to get out? Or is this more of a um, lexicon? I've now discovered my voice. Let me just put, put my, myself out there. Yeah, so for this for this one, um, it was more I just wanted to because for the first one that I did uh, last year was more bashment reggaeton. It was like uh, reggaeton and dancehall influences together. So for this one, because I mean I also listen to that, so I always want to put my spin on everything. And I've also been listening to more hip hop, so I'm like, hey, I just want to like put me into that into that fusion space and see what I come up with. And yeah, that's, that was basically the main idea behind it. Cause I usually think about things as a turn of the sound, not necessarily like specifically a story behind it, even though they're probably both could be my next one. But for so far, I've just been thinking about like what I kind of wanted to sound like, I want it to feel like. Mm. So yeah, you call it, what is it called? Bashman Trap House? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So like when you're thinking about that, are you, uh, and you, and you mentioned working with different producers, are you like specifically seeking out trap producers or are you just kind of like, 
I mean, go with it. See what happens. Um, no, um, it's more like I've met a couple producers along the way, um, from like going out to different events and like making friends and such. So like, I'll just work with the ones that I know you first, it was hard to find someone that made like anything remotely dancehall in Toronto. Cause everybody made hip hop and R and B. So there was never any shortage of hip hop and R and B producers. It was trying to find someone else that did the dancehall one. That was the biggest struggle for me. Um, so once I found that. That was amazing. And then for this hip hop inspired one, I just kind of reached out to some friends to be like, this is kind of the sound I'm going for. Do you have anything that fits this? Or do you want to create something like this? And then that's that's just how that one happened. Mm, okay. So I'm I'm really curious about how you got from like this kid in at Ryerson who is trying to make music and you found these different studios and things like that to help you out in these different clubs. How do you go from like actually booking shows and, and things like that? Um, well, I mean, it just, I just, so once I figured out the music part, I just started performing everywhere I could. So like every open mic that was either in Scarborough or in Toronto or anywhere, I would spend time just going on the internet to like figure out what open mics are in the city or what events were coming up that actually, you know, let you submit. So I was just literally just sitting there sending emails or finding things to go to just to get my name out there so people know that I was an artist and just get a chance to meet other people. And that just, just doing that eventually led to like other opportunities where people like would contact me to be booked for shows and be like, oh, are you built for this one? Or are you wanting on this one? You want on this but like that just after like a year of like just finding everything for myself and just trying to go out there and let people know I exist mm, got you got you and then eventually like did that lead to management or and and that sort of thing uh no I'm currently unmanaged unsigned I manage everything right now wow whoa so is is that something you are looking to do? Like, do you see being signed as a ultimate goal? Uh, I mean, just because of where I want to take things. Yeah, I do see that happening eventually. Um, and also getting management at some point, if it's the right, if it's the right situation. Because I mean, like, I'm like, I feel like I've done a lot on my own. So I feel like it has to be like the right situation to like give up uh, some of the control and some of like the rights and everything. Got you. Got you. Yeah, that's always interesting um, when you're such a go-getter yourself and you're so organized and you kind of know who to call. You, you booked yourself for shows and things like that. So it's, uh, you know, it, it would be a little challenging to, to know when to give up some of that control. So... Yeah, it's going to have to see how it goes. Yeah. So, like, what what's, would you say is the biggest piece of advice you're still new um so it's hard to like say but like if say for someone who like literally knows nothing about the industry and everything else what's some advice you would give them um i would say you have to do a lot of reading <laughs> um because things just constantly are always changing which is great but also frustrating um, so the industry is obviously constantly evolving. So like, I have like four different websites that I check like every day just to read about what's going on, just to see like what trends are happening in music, what's happening in music technology, who's like 
doing whatever at this label or which artists has just dropped their project, knowing which artists to keep up with, seeing what's happening like sonically, how things are going, but try to pay attention to like everything that's happening in the music industry. I mean, that's just because I'm obsessed. I don't know if they're gonna do all that, but that I would recommend just because it helps you know so many things that one, you can have a conversation about it, but then two, you know what you're looking for and what you need depending on where you are in your career. So I would say that as well as finding a really good engineer. That is the, the core of everything. There's no, if you can't find a dope engineer, all the music goes to garbage. And even if it's a good song, even if it's anything, if you don't have the right engineer, it's never gonna sound good. It's not gonna go anywhere. I'd say they're one of the most underrated people in music, but yeah, a good sound engineer is your best friend. Okay, so break this down for me because I always hear about these engineers. I know a couple of them, but I never know what they actually do. <laughs> so like, what do they do? Okay, so let's say you're going to record your 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 first single. What What's the name of your song? Oh, man. Jeez. Uh, Anything. I was going to say some ratchet shit, but... Uh... <laughs> Dropping the dollar. <laughs> sure, that's true. All right, your song's called Dropping the Dollars. Okay, so you found a producer. They worked with you. You kind of told them where you want the beat to be. Your producer sends you the track, and you're like, oh, no, I started writing this. Da, 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 da. I got my hook. I got my verse. Got my pre-chorus. The song's all written out. It's called dropping the dollars. So now you're like, oh, I need to go to the studio. Unless you have a home studio, well, in this scenario, you don't. You're going to a studio. So you're going to be like, oh, which studio do I want to go to? You go and see all the different rates because they range a lot. Say you find one, you go to this studio, you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, Magic Magic Studio. So you go down to Magic Magic Studio, you book your session. Say you book three hours, you tell them you're going to do your song, dropping the dollars. So you go into the booth. They pull up their software, whether it's uh, Pro Tools or Logic, whatever they're recording in. You go into the booth, you record your song, you lay down all the vocals, and they track all those vocals. So if you make a mistake and you want to redo something, they'll delete that. They'll have you start again. You keep on doing that until you're satisfied with just the main things that you've done. After that, they're going to mix it. Depending, sometimes it's the same engineer, sometimes it's different engineers that'll do the recording and the mixing and the mastering. But for this purpose, you have one. So he just recorded you, has all your vocals in the system, and now he's mixing them together, adding an effect here and there, maybe tuning it up to make sure you're on key, you know, adding some different sounds, making the beat pull out at certain times, make it come back in. Then he's, you know, adjusting the levels, making sure it's all uh, at the same level. Some parts are louder than others. Adding your ad-libs, you know, just mixing everything so it sounds good together and mastering it so that the, the levels are correct. So if you play it on the radio, if you play it on your stereo, you play it on your iTunes, it's a consistent level and it's not just, you know, all over the place. Mm. And then they do that, then they send it to you and your track is done. Dropping the dollars is on your computer and then you have to figure out how you're going to release it. Got you. Right. They they package it up. They they make it all work. Yeah, they make it sound good. <laughs> got you. Got you. Okay. So you nice. could be a terrible singer, but with a great engineer, you could still sound good. Right. There's a lot of them out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But you know what? You mentioned like maybe you're obsessed. And I, I honestly think that's what helped because if you've only been doing this for two years. 
you came along really quickly. And I think it's probably because of that work ethic and obsession you put into it. Because I don't think a lot of people, I think a lot of people want to just do this stuff and it looks cool to them, but they don't really put in that, that energy. And it shows, you know? Well, it's definitely a lot. So you have to like really have to really want it. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I was meant to do it, whether, you know, that's how I feel about it. Like, I feel like I was destined to be a songwriter. I was like, like I feel like being an artist is what I'm supposed to do. So mm. that's just how I see it. Right. So when is the, uh, I, I got to listen to the, the album already, but when, when is it officially dropped? So it officially drops January 31st. And the next single from it drops January 10th, which is this Friday. Oh, okay. Which which single is it? It's uh, Lucky Lucky comes out this Friday. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like that one too, actually. Oh, um, yeah. You didn't tell me what some of your favorites are. You didn't tell me nothing. All right. Let me let me break it down. So the Don Don, I like that one. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I like that hard shit. So, like, for me, I was like, yeah, it was. He started off, like. You know, yeah, that's that's for me. I, I like Fatty Fatty. Um, I like Back Pun uh, Wall. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I, I, cause you know, I grew up on dancehall too. So, you know, I like Waistline, Side Ting. I think the concept for that was kind of funny because I'm like, <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't really hear dudes refer to themselves as a side ting too much. That's true. Like, yo, I like, I like that idea because, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then Lonely was like that more emotional one and just kind of like, you know, takes you to that place. So I like that. Uh, I like I Pray. Mm. And um, I just listened to some of the older stuff, too. But I like the New Year, New Me. Uh, Happy Shot Done, that, that went hard again. <laughs> and um, I like Buyaka Buyaka. So, um, yeah, like, no, I, I, I think I think your your music is great. So I, I, I applaud you and want to, you know, want you to keep going. So. No, I'm glad you like the different moods. You know, I try to give a variety. Yeah. Do you see yourself like streamlining ever? Like, because you even have songs that sound like Soka. And, yeah, I do. Know. I did a Soka EP, like, I think it was last year or two years ago. Yeah. But I mean, I kind of have to, but I mean, technically there's no rules, but it does help if you kind of like narrow down on a sound. Um, so I'm probably going to start doing that for the next album, which will also be coming out this year. Yeah. I, you know what? I have um, mixed emotions about that because sometimes, uh, you know, the advice is always to streamline, find a style, even like from a visual artist like myself, like mm -hmm. we're always encouraged to pick a lane. Right. Uh, but then sometimes you just want to do a whole lot of different things and you want to yeah. experiment and it works. Like it, it actually helps for me sometimes to just let go of whatever I believe I'm supposed to be working on and just go with whatever. Like I've made a song before, like I've made all kinds of shit that doesn't make sense, you know, and it, it, it's good. Like it's good for you sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a two-edged story. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm just gonna... I mean, mind you, I've already... I feel like I've done all the different styles that I feel like I wanted to do mm. before I decide to, like, try and streamline and pick a lane. That's why I've done, like, 
done the soca. I've done like kind of more pop dancehall stuff. I've done more of the reggaeton stuff. Now I got this hip hop one. And now you're gonna get some more Afrobeat fusion as well coming soon. Um, and just gonna go from there. I mean, to me, it's I just kind of reevaluate the end of the year, see what works, see what didn't work, and try something else. So I mean, also see what happens. Mm, that's smart because you, you kind of get it out of your system to make these things, and then you say, okay, it's out now. I can focus on this other thing. Yeah, and won't feel like I'm missing out at all. Hmm. Cool. So um, you got the album. You got any shows coming up you want to talk about? Right. There is Afrowave is coming up on January 26th at 7, as well as February 23rd. So those are, are coming up. And then I'm having my uh, album listening party on January 30th. And the date for the concert is coming soon. <laughs> All right, cool. So where can my people find you online if they want? Actually, where can we get the album as well? Is it going to be on iTunes or anything like that? Yes, once it comes out, it'll be on every streaming platform, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, all of them, Tidal, whichever one they use, it'll be there. And uh, they can just go to my website, lexiconofficial.com. That's lexicon, L-E-X-X-I-C-O-N official.com and then from there you'll get links to my instagram twitter and everything else yeah pretty much <laughs> all right hey you know what where where did the name lexicon come from oh so i was um i had an i had an essay to do <laughs> and uh you know how you have to go and like find all these articles to back up everything you're saying because that's the only way they know it's true um and so i was doing that and i found this article that kept saying it was talking about the lexicon of something, but like I had no idea what that meant. And I, this was the first time I ever came across that word and I just really loved it. But then I couldn't read the article until I knew what the word was because it was literally repeated the entire time. So I was like, hey, let me go figure out what this is. And then once I figured that out, I was like, okay, I like this word. I think this is what it's going to be. And I've been thinking about an artist name from before time. I just didn't like find anything that resonated with me until that day. And I was like, oh, this is what it is. And that's what's gonna be. Mm, that's like a is a crazy name. Like I picture a DJ saying it in a club or something with like a special effect on the voice. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of a crazy, a dope name for that reason. Um, but yo, uh, thank you very much for doing Art Pays Me. You know, stay in touch, and you know we'll keep uh, keep pushing along. Thank you for having me. I hope you are planning out your 2020 because it's going to be an amazing year. So I expect to see you doing great things. Yeah, man, definitely will. Definitely will. I'm finally, I haven't released any product for a while. So this this 2020, I'm like, I got to keep myself. This <laughs> on, is it. This track. is the time. This is it. <laughs> and yeah, thank you again. All right. No worries, sir. Thank you so much for listening to the Arcade Podcast. Thank you to Lange Beats for the theme music. If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets, and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at artpaysme.com or at artpaysme on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.